good evening. Evening for us. Hell yeah. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey. This is the Collar and Elbow Podcast, or CAE Pod for short. That's what I like to call it. Do you? CAE Pod. Ugh. No one calls we it that. We are coming to you not live. We're live to each other. That's right. In the flesh. I'm in Houston, I'm in Houston Texas. Ugh. Where you should be with that's, me. That's fair. Yes. I'm Kenny Oak, joined with, as always, by Bubba Chris Harris. As always. Yes, just the beautiful, gorgeous man beast that you are. Goodness, tell him. Sell me. Put um, me over. Speaking of gorgeous men or being a gorgeous man, uh, went, and, so, went and checked out this place I've been wanting to look at called Hammer and Nails. It's like a, it's like a salon for men. Okay. Uh, apparently, it was on Shark Tank. Um. I guess, because it said, as seen on Shark Tank, on the sign. <laughs> as <outside>. seen as. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they it's it's one of those groom, men, men grooming places. You get, like, a monthly uh, membership to it. Can I get a regular mani-pedi? Yeah, they do. Can they trim my beard? They, they do that. Oh. They they do all kinds of things, okay. and you get free drinks while you're there. Of the liquor variety? Yeah. Oh yeah, they had mm. bottles of Jack and Maker's Mark, and so here's the new angle. Next episode, you're gonna record live, live from, from Hammer and uh, Nails. Nails, plural. Yes. Okay. And you'll I think be... I don't know. I've got the brochure. I'm gonna go look at it. And you can even just do it on the phone if we have to, you know. But get a nice hot towel. Yeah finish that's it's my a, favorite kind of finish that's a unique niche kind of thing i'm not like deshaun watson i prefer my oh. finishes to be of the hot towel variety well that is in the news deshaun yeah. trying to ruin his career allegedly i don't buy a lot of it i don't know this is a weird situation and <sighs> i feel like there's too much smoke for there not to be any fire yeah there's probably some fire but I don't know. But he's also I, trying to be the biggest trade acquisition in, in NFL history right now. like, And he's ruining it by being shitty. Imagine if like Peyton Manning pulled these stunts. <laughs> of all people, like what I these can't guys are doing. imagine the, sh- <laughs> the sheriff. Just like, hey, get me out of here. I want you to trade me now. now. It's like, no, you're the best player we have. And I've invested a lot of planning and money and life and every resource into you absolutely not sorry i was i had a, yeah, I'll finish a work your, finish your thought yes you finished it for me but um, luckily houston's been in a trade everybody situation so they have really no cards to hold on to no. in houston they're garbage yes but we'll see how that plays out bubs big angle tonight here on cie pod though bubs we, we thought yes. of this one earlier Yes, I'm a big fan of this topic. Now, I, I thought of a very yeah. specific topic. We might hit a couple. You might throw a few at me, but I have one specifically I'm going to want to dive into with you here in a okay. little bit. But uh, tonight, Bubs, what ifs? Yes, what if? What are the biggest what ifs in just sporting history? Yeah. I mean, and what is a what if? It's, I mean, it's pretty easy to explain it yeah. <laughs> hypothetically what if, hypothetically what if this happened right 
what if this person did this? What if this team did this? Right. Man, there's a lot of things that could have happened. A lot of things, especially in the sports talk radio world, right? When there's yeah, you hear about them all the time. Yeah, especially you know, especially the hometown radios. They're like, you know, what if we do X, Y, and Z? What if the organization moves this guy or we draft this guy or you know, whatever the case? And it's in it's in every sport across the board. And that's kind of what makes it fun, is because it's it's hypothetical, of course. But as a fan, you start wargaming some of these potential ideas you know these courses of action one two three how do you get to a championship and you end up most teams never pull the trigger on some of the bigger ones there's you know a handful of mega trades that have ever happened a lot of free agency signings now in the nba but that's become a little different story so that what if scenarios kind of you know every season stuff like that happens what if this guy teamed up with this guy xyz but yeah i think we can get into some stuff just go through the pantheons of of sports and you can come up with a litany of these mm-hmm. what if scenarios right. from almost any sport i mean just looking at boxing you know what if mike tyson took buster douglas seriously okay so, what, so if, what if that never happened yeah but you can go go into the next buster douglas fight what if he took his training seriously before what if the same Buster Douglas that fought Tyson fought Evander Holyfield in his title defense? Yeah. I mean, that that's what we're talking about when it comes to what if. Just mm-hmm. very specific. I don't want to really jump into the, unless this is something you want to bring up. And I, I'm just, the look you give me is just um, something like, what if Jordan never went and play baseball you know okay the things that have been talked about to death right we all know what would have happened sure him and him and the dream right i mean him and him and dream have back-to-back nba finals right and elijah one never wins a title i get it (laughs) could you imagine them going eight in a row that would never be I can't. That could never be duplicated in sports. No, it's but it's really what would have happened, honestly. So, but yeah, it's it's nothing like that. Mine, if you you don't mind, Bubs, I'll throw mine out there and see. Yeah, go ahead. Kind of what sticks. If I could just get your full attention. I am paying attention. Okay. Damn it. Now, Bubs. Work, Bubs. This we don't make money off this podcast, so I have to make money. Make late night texts. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Now, Bubs, during our our youth, if you will. There was there was dominance. Which was a lot longer ago than yeah, I don't wanna, realize. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back to our youth, right? I'm gonna, it's the Ryan Leaf subject. Gonna, it's not Ryan Leaf. We have. I'll bring that up later. He has don't been worry. on too many podcasts of ours already. <laughs> our youth in in the NBA yes. was dominated by a dynasty known as the LA Lakers in the early yes. 2000s, Bubs. Now I hated it. They were. I mean, they weren't really weren't working heel though. A lot of fans for L.A. So I don't know. They were working pretty hard heel, but they were like the cool heels that you. The W.O. <laughs> yeah, okay. they were. They were basically. I mean, Shaq. Shaq is the and Kobe's a consummate heel. Kobe right. is a heel. We all especially, love him now as a goat, but especially early two thousands. Young Kobe. Rape Kobe. Ah, he rapey was, Kobe. No. He was a big time heel. My, my, Still my favorite player of all time. Yeah, mine, but... mine too, absolutely. But he yeah. did, he may have raped that lady in Colorado. Nevertheless, 
Uh, my, but yeah, my let's go back to Deshaun and my, stop talk about lawsuits. <laughs> my what if scenario is what if the Lakers never traded Shaquille O'Neal in 2004? What happens to the LA organization? What happens to Kobe? And are there championships that follow? Because Kobe won additional championships with LA. Does yeah. Shaq and Kobe stay? Does Kobe go? Does he end up going to Chicago like he was supposed to on free agency a few years after? Does he get traded? Let me know what you think. He never gets this, traded to Miami. That's a weird one. I mean, what if he never went to L.A. to begin with? What if What if he stays in Orlando? And then but, he never wins a title at all. At all, ever. Um God, imagine him and Anthony Hardaway healthy. A healthy one, you mean? Yeah, that would yes. been, that's something different. Anyway, back to your question. Yes. I mean, let's look at... So we have to look at it from a couple different perspectives mm-hmm. because they were imploding at the time. The feud. In, in, the feud was building, mm-hmm. and... You you were either on one side or the other. Yes. A locker room cannot survive that for an extended period of time. So honestly, I don't think that because I mean, just think of when they do break up in two thousand five yeah, after five. they yep. lost to uh, the Pistons mm-hmm. in the finals. That was what their second year in a row second or third year in a row of not winning a title. So they were already at the point where they weren't winning mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, they were winning, but they weren't. Yeah, not finals. You couldn't, couldn't finish right. it. Couldn't close the door. So honestly, I think that trend continues, and I don't think they make another finals. So what does the organization do if that's the case? Do you Because they tried bringing in, you know, they had well, four, they all, exactly they had four Hall they of Famers starting in their starting lineup. And then if they don't trade Shaq and they continue to lose, say, the next year, maybe the year after, do you keep it together? Does Shaq get traded later? Does Kobe go? In, in, the, scenario, go. in the scenario That's I created, I'm, I'm envisioning you know, the Buss family and Phil Jackson staying committed to a still the falling down of the prime of Shaquille O'Neal versus rising star Kobe Bryant. Because Shaq still wins another title, Shaq still makes All Star yeah. games after he, you know, he moves around even to Phoenix. Well, so the NBA All Star selection is skewed and that's flawed. Still dominant, nonetheless. Yeah. So, yeah. so, well, so what do they? Dominant. What do they do? I mean, I, I think the scenario goes exactly how it did in real life. You know, Shaq goes, Kobe stays. Um, a year later, so they try one more year in this. Possibly, they yeah. they if they tried to go as long as talent alone would take them, it would those two egos would implode on each other at some point, mm-hmm. and their relationship may have never have uh, corrected itself. Sure. So honestly, I still think Shaq goes. The Lakers still need to bring in a younger, more athletic big man like a Pau Gasol mm-hmm. in order to win. Right. But I, I think the same process happens and the same timeline. I think 08 or 09, they get back on track Okay. with key acquisitions. Because in the, in the scenario that wins them championships a couple, later, a couple years later on, 
the reason to them winning is because they get Lamar Odom from Miami. Yes. Was he in Miami? Was he signed as a free agent? Where did he come from? Because he was a key piece of of that championship a couple of years later. I remember when he played for the Mavs. Did he? It was just awful. Don't you remember when the Mavs won the title and then they brought in Lamar Odom? I don't remember Lamar Odom after he left L.A. because he was... Because they got rid of Tyson... Yes, they got rid of Tyson Chandler and brought in Lamar Odom. That'll fix it. It didn't. (laughs) It was... It did not. All right, Lamar Odom, who did you play for? Yeah, he went from the Heat to the Lakers. Right, along with, like, Brian Grant and Karan Butler and, like, some first-round picks or something like that, but... Let me find this trade. That uh, that became a piece that... He was traded in a package with Karan Butler and Brian Grant right. to the Los Angeles Lakers. And not for a first-round pick? There wasn't a pick in there? No. It had to be. That's incredible. All right. So he is a reason why they, you know, everything he did as a, like, as a point forward still was when that was still part of the NBA, even though he wasn't a big three-point shooter, obviously. He did a lot of things for the Lakers both starting and off the bench, it wins them a championship. So if yeah. Shaq never gets traded there, maybe Kobe never wins his championships later on with Powell like he does. I think, I mean, maybe not, but I think that the timeline would still be the same. Just maybe six months, or not six months, half a season to mm. a full season before that trade finally happens. And they might not get a package that they want at that point. Right. Because Shaq is a little older, and obviously there's some some beef going on there that, you know, teams can use to their advantage when negotiating. Sure. So, I don't know. I, I don't think that's as big of a what-if uh, just because I don't think they were, they were already trending – downward i don't think that they get any better by keeping the core together or at least the big two neither do i which is why i if this happened i envision it that they're smart enough to realize that Shaq isn't going to last forever but in the scenario I created where he stays the laker they move kobe for a giant ch- trade package i don't know exactly where that could have been why would but, they trade kobe but though? that becomes well why why would you keep Shaq? right they made the right decision in right. reality but you trade. Kobe was their guy, you know. You they trade away. drafted. Well, they didn't draft him, but they traded they trade on draft day for him. For young, young old Vladi Divac. Ah, <laughs> greatest passing center of all time. Um, what an no, underrated. No, I think that if in order to win a championship, like I would envision this, they have to build. They have to keep building around Shaq, and you have to move Kobe. You can't keep the core together. Yeah. It's proven to not work. So Kobe gets moved to God knows where. I don't know. You know he was—he's a peak. Why player are you moving Kobe? Because we know that this won't work, right? Shaq and Kobe doesn't work. Yeah, but why would they keep Shaq? Because this is the what if that I just presented to you. We can't get around that, Bubs. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I just don't like how, what. So what? God, what if they kept Shaq instead of Kobe? Because Shaq is uh. the former MVP at this point and the most dominant big man in the league, and all these things that that he was at this time still. So. Why not? But the, the, the trending has started. And the decline had started ah. for him. 
Don't quite see that because he goes on and does his thing for several more years. But they did I, it. He, you keep throwing around this term dominant or dominant big man. He kept doing his thing for the next several years. No, he did not. Absolutely, his did. numbers drastically dropped. Absolutely dominant fact, center, the most dominant on. center ever. In fact, so what are you googling? His season numbers after yes. 2005. <laughs> yes. Yep, I'm sure they'll go down. All right, Shaq. Let's see what your Wikipedia has to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're NBA All right, stats. hold on. Sorry, yes. sorry, listeners. Yes, he's going to confirm okay. that Shaq so. numbers decline. <laughs> no one's arguing you whatsoever. All right, so. Oh, yes, tell us. All right. So from his 2002-2003 season, he had 27.5 points and 11 rebounds. Dominant. 2003-04 season with the Lakers, 21.5 points per game. Still them, 11 all rebounds. All the famers taking up points. Uh, that's a lot of points to shave when he for, had for been. For Malone? Yeah, it is. Let's see, 29, 29, 26, 26, 28, 26, 29, 28. <sighs> and then all of a sudden it's 21 and a half. Okay. And then the next year with the Heat, 22.9. Dominant. And it plummets from there 22 17 yeah, 14 yeah. 12 and then he's a cavalier 17 and he's a... 12 and then nine points a game with the celtics god he was in uh, remember when he was in boston he played on a lot of teams towards the end uh, what's your uh, what if there bubs what what are we running well we talked about this earlier okay and you <laughs> so, sorry for bringing this name back up oh god all right let's do it <laughs> what if okay the indianapolis colts okay drafted ryan leaf what and year? san diego drafted peyton manning in the 1998 draft so manning was in 97 no 98 draft manning was not in 1997 so they no. were they were both they were both rookies in 98 99 if who you the, pop who in that, who was the number one pick? Peyton Manning to the Colts, and then number two was Ryan Leaf to the Chargers. One can, is a model organization with a history of. Imagine. So I mean, that's okay. So let's look at what's what's happened since those twenty-five but, years. Yeah. The Colts have had relative success with Manning and Andrew Luck. They made the playoffs this year with old ass Philip Rivers. They have won a Super they have Bowl. Had great head coaches. They, uh, they have, yes, Jim, from Dungy. Jim Mora to Dungy to yep. uh, man. Okay, holy, led him to a Super Bowl. Caldwell, no, not Caldwell. Oh, Jim Cald, no, Dungy took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Caldwell took him to the Super Bowl too, and they lost to the Saints. Okay, so there you go. So and Pagano and Chucky, yeah. Yes. Okay, now, so you're looking, I, oh. you're looking at an organization from that perspective, right, from the top, yeah. that doesn't do anything wrong, really, that drafts fine, that... They had an insane owner for... Uh, their owner went yeah. nuts there for... Remember that one offseason where he was that. doing some blow and it <laughs> was just crazy? We all have those days, but... <laughs> so as an I think or, Bill Polian was always there. That's not a... It's not a... 
you know, a bash on San Diego, but San Diego has not been successful to that level really ever, right? They've had players. They've had Breeze. They've they had, had Flutie. Runs. They've had Lanian. They, they went to the Super Bowl in 1994. Got they wrecked. got absolutely wrecked and by your completely Niners. Completely destroyed. They, so right, the greatest lefty of all time. Yes. They've had Junior Seau, right? You, 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 there's a couple names that pop up, right? And you can see Donnie Edwards, some of the success. Um, Rodney Harrison. Do does a player like what Manning was and is, and where he ended up on, you know, the Rushmore of quarterbacks? Does he enough to change the Chargers around, and do they become exactly what Indianapolis became since '98? So here's the here's the thing. So in Manning's rookie year. I believe he set the record for most interceptions thrown uh, by a rookie. Is that right? Um, that, yeah. I think he threw 27 interceptions, something like that. Yeah. Like a 14-27 split with his touchdowns. Something, it was something crazy like that. Something non-moving the needle-ish. But he had the right coaches to where mm-hmm. he was able to move on and that next year, they end up going like twelve and four, or even fourteen and two, something. I don't know. It was a. They went from two and four to two and fourteen to to something respectable. Twelve and four. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. you know, started a string of ten win seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at Ryan Leaf. He was already kind of a head case, and there's been a lot of reports about you know him not having the right stuff mentally you know it's what some of the scouts were saying but his arm talent was through the roof okay so manning who was already a great quarterback was able to progress from year one to year two Mm -hmm. but he was never thought to have as much potential as ryan leaf does ryan leaf go to this organization and having the right people in place would they be able to ground him and keep him focused and build his skill set and not let him get too high or too low. Right. Uh, the losses don't affect him as much. His poor performances maybe don't affect him as much because he's got a guy like Jim Mora, yeah. you know, guiding him and leading him. Um, I mean, and, and, and for those reasons, does he become, uh, a solid starter in the NFL, you know, lives up to his potential. What I think, or was he too far, not too far gone, but was there too much baggage there? Yeah. He needed too much help kind of situation that really right. wasn't going to be available. Like a Josh Hamilton situation. Almost. Yeah. Can't really defeat yourself. I think that an underspoken piece of Manning's success largely is Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. So right. if you have because look at that that Charger squad they had nothing there they was had no one for no. Ryan Lee. there's a reason they had that pick right and again the Colts because of you know scouting and drafting and those reasons and even free agency acquisitions you build around what I assumed in '98 they were predicting Manning to at least be a franchise starting quarterback whether or not he'd become you know an all-time elite I don't know if they believed but when you no, pick no, a, when no you pick one, a quarterback that early none of the scouts because I did a lot of research on mm-hmm. on on that scenario and a lot of the scouts peg 
Manning as a he's going to be a a decent or an average to decent starter right. in the NFL with with that being kind of his potential. While so, Ryan Leaf was thought of as a future Hall of Famer if as his potential. Leaf's college highlights are nice. Like I, you know, they're fun. I've I remember them. watching him as a kid. They're nice, and I can see why. So I think if you if you put pieces around a guy like Leaf, and let's say that one of those coaches in Indy or those you know general manager type things is able to control him, and you give him you know that elite wide receiver that eventually Marvin became, and a you know a, fame. a running back here or there that developed. Edron James was drafted that next season yep so if you do that then i think it's easy to to say you know safely ryan leaf has a much different career and maybe he actually has a career because he doesn't really have a career in the nfl i think he he, didn't he played four years i think he ends up becoming what you want with a top five pick quarterback and i don't know if we can say the same thing about manning going if he ends up a charger because manning made a lot of average receivers look dynamite so I yes. think Manning even changes the trajectory of what San Diego and LA Chargers were and what they would be but seen as I, now. I don't think Manning becomes the all-time great that he does without the organization. Right. And he, I think he went to Denver and did I think he better. wants out of I I know well, that's after you know seventeen years of right. But <laughs> of he, learning but the he, league, and... he, he broke his own records and won an MVP though for that year. It's insane. I know, and then got lambasted in the Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely horrible performance. But I don't think he sticks around in San Diego. In my yeah, there you uh, go. Now process is you know once he's done with his rookie contract, he explores free agency or just downright asks for a trade before mm-hmm. his. Uh, time is up there. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it was a while after Ryan Leaf that, well, San Diego became a winning team once they brought in Marty Schottenheimer to be the coach. Now that, I mean, that kind of throws a wrench into things because Marty, in my opinion, is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So that dynamic could have worked. But I don't know if Marty Schottenheimer would have given Peyton Manning the freedom mm-hmm. that, you know, Dungy gave to him. Yeah, that, that he eventually earned from every single coach and just became yes. the offensive coordinator. So I field. don't know if they would have, exactly, I don't know if they would have let that flourish yeah. and, and build on that because, I mean, quarterbacks just did not seem to develop well in San Diego. Uh, Breeze would show flashes but yeah he he seemed to regress in his final year there um which is why it's amazing philip rivers stayed there for so long right considering the lack of long-term quarterbacks that have been in the system that's a weird one because san diego doesn't seem like it fits philip rivers at all no he seems like he should be he should have been a cult his whole career (laughs) seriously or if utah or idaho had a team he would Big slinging. Perfectly there. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, before Philip, I mean, no one else really stayed in San Diego that long. No. Except for Bouts. 
It's like Philip that, and Fouts are the that, two. That was decades before, though. Dan <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fouts reference on the podcast, folks. Yes, Welcome. You cannot to get that. Seventies, eighties Chargers. Where else? Hall of Famer. Except on the CAE pod. Uh, God, analysis like this is why people listen. This is it. But Bubs, to answer your what if question, back yeah. to the original statement. Uh, neither of those organizations win a Super Bowl. The Colts don't win a Super Bowl without Peyton Manning. Okay. I think that's pretty pretty safe. I believe that. Right. And the Chargers... So do you think Ryan Leaf stays in... So you think in this scenario he would have benefited from being a Colt and would have been in the league for a while? I absolutely support the idea that an organization and head coaches and players around a star player will develop them and mentor them and mature them, you know, whatever words you want to put around it. So absolutely, whatever Ryan Leaf was lacking, the Colts would have been able to provide that better than what San Diego did. And I think that also the opposite. Okay, Jeff fucking Saturday. (laughs) Now we're putting names out here. Yes. I think that Peyton does not have the early part of his career, and I could certainly agree with you on him hitting free agency after – that rookie contract situation or after maybe one re-signing because you're not going to win. So he'll get franchise tag, but out. Yeah. Back when people just let that happen. It's like, oh, we're franchising you. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they do get paid hefty. Nowadays, yeah. That's why I don't – I mean, I get you want the long-term, you know, agreements. But if I'm a quarterback and I'm like, oh, I'm a 15, 16 million a year guy, you're going to pay me? 38 million yes okay i'll take it and you're gonna do you can maybe do it you can franchise tag twice right isn't that the deal uh i think it's i think it's twice it's twice before like the structured long term has to be set in place i think it's two exclusive franchise tags which means no one else can try and negotiate you you can you can sign someone to a non-exclusive franchise tag, and they can kind of negotiate. They'd be like a restricted free agent at that point. Yeah. But Bob's look at those two organizations around that time too, right? Like the Colts and the Chargers. There are not a lot of players on the Chargers in that era, and even through the mid two thousands, where Peyton developed and where Ryan Leaf would have developed, besides Ladainian Tomlinson, right? Right. And Antonio Gates was in there as well, but a lot of the a lot of the quarterback made him. So the Colts flooded with good receivers, a lot of good running backs. Bob Harris was a defensive player of the year at one point. These kind of things Uh, are what make a Super Bowl team. But you don't get those pieces unless you have an organization that is smart enough to Mm -hmm. be able to make those decisions. I don't think anyone's ever accused the Chargers of being a smart organization. <laughs> Give me a second. Who's, who's called them that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I think those are two very good what-ifs. Why well, don't, like, rapid fire, let's just throw out some other what-ifs. Oh, man. I had some stuff rolling around the old noggin earlier. That I was let's, gonna... go, let's go to wrestling. I've got two of them. Oh, what do you got? I'm and in. they're, well, I don't, they're, or two of the same ones. What if, but this is the biggest one. What if Shawn Michaels never got hurt? He becomes not mediocre, but nowhere near what he ever was. I, so, think, you, I think you agree completely with that. that I he do. Is not be, he does not become Shawn Michaels. I Shawn think Michael there may not be a Shawn Michaels. 
That, he might have died, mean. Bubs. Let's be yes. happy. <laughs> exactly. That's he what I'm on, getting at. He was on the wrong turn, they say. He was not going the right way, yes. obviously. Um, well, what about some booking decisions, Bubs? What How... if he went to WCW? Okay. What if he left with, um, with the Outsiders in 96, 95-96? When he was the champ? Holy hell. Absolutely. <laughs> He was um, running WW... WWF was garbage in 95, 96. There was nothing I happening. Everyone Sean, worked McFoley. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never let me live that down. Oh. Um, I don't know. I mean... Does he I change WCW? Shawn Michaels is more of a needle mover than Bret Hart. Yes. And so I do think it would have helped, but I also think it would have expediated his he, yeah, he downward still, spiral. He still falls down. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's got so much more time to do it too. Yeah. In WCW, because at that point they weren't doing house shows or. Wow. I that's the I I watch you know the the rise and fall just as much as you do. Sometimes it's on repeat. I yes. like I like watching the destruction of watched, WCW. Just watched the rise and fall of ECW. Good. And I was going to watch the rise and fall of WCW. It's always interesting to me when I think about. Had it been anyone else besides Holland Nash, what would it have done to WCW, and would it have even mattered? Because let's face it, it really, they had talent on that roster, so it really wasn't the talent's fault. WCW had better talent than WWF at the yes, time. Yes, a much larger roster yes. of more recognizable people. But that didn't matter in 2001. They, I mean, it, they yeah. folded because it was garbage. But I love to think about who, had they jumped ship, if you will, would have made a much bigger impact than both Hall and Nash, who had a huge impact for, for WCW. Right. But can you imagine some other names? 95, 96. Um, right. So the only big names really, you know, Taker and HBK and, and Bret Ta- Hart was big then. Taker and Sean would have been a death nail to WWF. Um, but I also don't – I think why – why it made such a I think the impact is more suited for in retrospect the impact is a lot bigger to us now than it was at the time sure but the reason why it worked is because Hall and Nash were a team they were together they were they were, al- they were already a commodity as a team and because if Taker and Sean go, they're not working together. That's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. Or Taker and Paul, Taker and that. It, it, the reason it works so well is because of the charisma, or the not the charisma, the chemistry between Paul and Nash. Yeah. Which led to him being a believable tandem. And then Hogan joins. And, and then there was some good stuff. Uh, I think Hogan. What if Hogan wasn't the third man? Oh, it had to be Hogan. Well, Oof. what if it wasn't? Then uh, the reason that it was so successful is be simply because it was Hogan. So. So you don't think Sting or? I don't think Sting. I don't think Macho. I don't think Lex. I don't think any of oh, the names. Oh God, that would have been awful if it was Lex. It's it's none of those guys because. Hogan made it so unbelievable and he's the reason we all have trust issues now as fans is because yeah. he stood there in the it's ring. It's also why we expect everyone 
at some point to turn heel. Yes, because... He was the guy that there was no way he was ever going to turn heel. But once he made that switch, it became easier. Uh, So I don't know. I don't actually have a good name to throw out there for that because there was no one on that roster at that time that could have done anything Imagine Arn Anderson coming down and... Right, so, I mean, you could put someone in there. It's the random name. Yeah, and it it, it would make sense. You're right, it's Hogan. uh, It's Hogan or Bust because he was a nationwide attraction. Sting, I don't think, was a nationwide attraction at the time. He He was was still... WCW attraction, yeah. He was a top WCW attraction. It would have worked with the WCW fans. Yeah. But the reason it worked well is because Hogan had that nationwide appeal. Yeah. So if if it was anyone else, it would have been a, a shorter storyline. It wouldn't have been anything. The NWO wouldn't have happened. And if if it did, if they still forced the the faction, then it doesn't move the needle like wow. it was supposed to whatsoever. Not at all. And then everyone joins the NWO. Well, we've never joined the. Well, we are honorary members of the Wolfpack. Buffs. That's absolutely true. Yes. We represent. And we are goats. Yes. Man. Well, God, Bubs, there's just... I don't think there's enough time to talk all the different... There's so many. ...what ifs. There are. But something we would like is for you guys to go to Twitter, at CAEpod, and just tell us your favorite what ifs. Tell us... And it doesn't even have to be sporting related. Just any... What if? What if this president didn't win an election or something? I don't know. Yeah, let's get weird with it. Let's make okay. it weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, that's inappropriate. Yes, you're inappropriate. Love it. So, hit us up on Twitter at CAE Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, obviously, it's hard to match schedules and we're still a work in progress even four years into this thing it's not been that long it's been that long so just thank you guys for sticking with us for so long and even if you're new to the show thank you so much for listening we just this is something that we just we enjoy doing we enjoy talking to each other enjoy letting the world listen to us talk about nonsense and I just want to thank you guys for actually listening to our nonsense. So, I'm Kenny Oak. He's Chris Harris. We are the CAE Pod. Thank you guys so much for joining. And we will see you next time.